the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, Ace. Happy leap year to you. Happy leap year, everyone. Today's leap year day. And uh, I'm Dottie Herman, and good morning. Uh, welcome to I Am Real Estate, the only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and everything that you could possibly imagine that's connected to real estate, which is just about everything. You're the star of the show. The star of our show is you, the listener, as always. And if you have any questions, please give us a ring at 866-970-9622. My co-host, Andrew Lieb, is with us. Andrew's firm, Lieb at Law, focuses on all phases of real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, as we like to say here. Andrew is a wonderful lecturer, teacher, and columnist. And if you have any legal questions, just give us a ring at 866-970-9622. You can also follow Andrew on Twitter and Facebook or on his website, leaveatlaw.com. That's leaveatlaw.com. We're joined, as always, my regular host, Ace Wadasupar. Ace is a vice president of residential leading uh, lending at C Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions. And we want to thank Citizens, as we do every week, for their support. They also support their customers um, by providing an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, which... Again, in the middle of the night or early in the morning, whatever's good for you. If you need to talk to them, you can. And the convenience of approximately 3,200 ATMs. You can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. And obviously, if we use them and I use them <laughs> and Ace uses them and Andrew uses them, then we just don't talk about them. We personally use them because they're just a great bank. And they're big, but they treat you Sometimes, you know, big banks, you get lost in the shuffle, but they, they really take the time to treat anyone, everyone as individuals. How many days is Ace, did I just read? Dottie, Dottie, did you read? I was on the Facebook, and I saw, Ace, you, you are now not just a vice president, but you're the senior vice president. Is that what I saw? Yeah, that's... Uh... Well, let's congratulate <laughs> him. Oh, I didn't go to Facebook. Congratulations, Ace. Congra Thank you. Well, you Thank know you. what? Yeah. Congratulations, and you know what? There's no one that deserves it more. And how come you didn't tell me? Oh, it Thank was on Facebook. Guys. I should have read it, but I didn't <laughs> read it last night. 
Thank you, Andrew. But we all congratulated everybody in the audience that listens to Ace and everyone at Douglas Element and all the people that really he's shown guidance. And really, I have to tell you, Ace has been, uh, I don't want to use the word hell, but uh, <laughs> we were, we, he's been through from when he started the mortgage business ups and downs and ins and outs. And, you know, it's all about staying staying power and staying focused. Yeah, we've seen it all, Dottie, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Someday we'll tell you about it. Yep. Um, how many days does 2020 have? Well, they have 366, one day extra. And that's because the 29th of February is added to the calendar every four years as a corrective measure because the Earth does not orbit the sun precisely, uh, imprecisely. Um, so most people born on February 29th celebrate their birthdays on either February 28th or March 1st. Yeah, it's a leap year. Right, but if you get older... I would celebrate it every four years and just increase my age by one year. Okay? Just skip the three. <laughs> that's a, that's right? a good idea. Smart. Just skip Smart. the birthday, right? Okay. <laughs> right. I like it. Right? It's a good idea. I just thought of it. Anyhow, <laughs> um, before we go on, I just want to take a moment to talk about my dear friend. She's a dear friend of mine, B. Smith, who passed away last week from Alzheimer's disease at age 70. Um, she had been ill for about seven years. And B. Smith, um, I met her actually when they opened up a B. Smith in Sag Harbor on the water in the Hamptons. And it was the first weekend they were open. And I had just opened the Douglas Element out there. And um, so we couldn't get reservations till about 10 o'clock. You know, they were all booked. And if you've ever been to Sag Harbor, B. Smith had the best location on the water. And when we get there at 10 o'clock, they tell us we're not serving dinner. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not serving dinner? We have 10 o'clock reservations. And with that, she got the guy who runs it, which is Dan. And Dan is B. Smith's manager. And he explains to me, look, we were short of help because you have to understand it's hard to get help in the Hamptons. The cost of uh, housing is hard there, and they just didn't have enough people. And he said, we'd rather, we'd rather like not serve dinner than give bad dinners out. So he made me something quick, and from that day on, we all became best friends. And um, we had dinner and lunch, and we had a, a restaurant in Washington, D.C., and one in Manhattan, and uh, she was really a pioneer woman. I mean, she was the nicest person, but she was a fashion model, and she helped pave the way for African-American entrepreneurs. Uh, She built restaurants. She had a television show. She did books. She was in the furniture business. Um, She was the first woman, uh, African-American woman featured in Mademoiselle. As she, and and, and besides that she was, when I say class, she was the epitome of class and grace. But I want to tell you something that she did that I really gave her so much credit for. You know, when you get Alzheimer's, and my dad had it, so I'm pretty familiar with it. In the beginning, you don't really know somebody's sick. You know, there's there's all stages of it. So in the beginning, someone's acting normal, and you don't even know that they have Alzheimer's. She came out publicly and no one really talked about Alzheimer's, and probably when she first got it. So she's been six, seven years. I would say about 
six and a half years ago, six years ago, she came out on TV, and I don't, I'm not sure what the station was. It could have been CBS or NBC. And she and her husband, she talked about Alzheimer's. She talked about how scared she was. She talked about that she knew about something was wrong about a year before she actually told anyone. Um, and she really made people aware of it. And her husband, Dan, who I have just as much respect for, uh, obviously as B got sicker and sicker, and then she, you know, if you know anything about Alzheimer's, at some point you're not really that person anymore. Um, one day, it was a five years later, and he said to me, you know, B, you know, I'm taking care of her, but, you know, she's not. She wasn't even really aware. But he bought a ho another house, and um, he met a wonderful girl, and he said, but I can never leave B. I can never send her to a home. I can never, I want to make sure that I take care of her. And he has provided and taken care of B in the house that he lives in. Um, to this day, so I just think they're just a wonderful couple. I'm going to miss them, and I just had to say that, and anyone who knows me and loves her. So with that, I'm going to their funeral next week, and I, she will be missed by all of us. You know, if you're listening to the news, which after a while, as I think someone finally said on the radio, on, the, on, the, on TV, just shut your, radio, shut your televisions off because yeah. it'll make you crazy. But um, amongst all the stability, buyers are finding deals in Manhattan, and I'm going to tell you why. 18 contracts were signed last week that had a price, million, a price point of over $4 million. And just to get to the point, my guess is that people also know it's an opportunity. Uh, when everyone's, you know, with this whole thing that's going on, if you look at the stock market, and I'm not somebody who buys stocks because uh, I've lost money every time I've done it, but I really do believe if you if you do, uh, you can get some deals now, and uh, the time is really now. And so I think that the reason we had so many contracts is because people saw kind of people are all in a flux. They're not sure what's happening. And... Uh, they took advantage of it. Yeah. Uh, by the way, amongst what everyone tells you, when I read things in the papers that are BS, 84% of Americans say home ownership is a priority, and that's still. Um, and that's a two, 2020 report. And millennials uh, were the most passionate about home ownership, with 88% of saying buying a home is one of their main goals. Um, 85% of Generation Xers um, and Generation Zs is 79. So let me put it this way. You can assure yourself that unless something happens that I'm not aware of, for the next 20, 30 years, home ownership and the American dream is alive and well, and that's what people really choose to do. Even though I've read a million things, renting and people don't want to buy anymore, that's bogus. And there are times you shouldn't buy a home. There are times that renting is a better option. Uh, but for most part, that's everybody's, most people's goal. I want to talk a little, and I thought maybe everybody could chip in on this. We've heard so much about the virus the kind of, and the fear. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of looked up. 
if you you know now if I I don't I don't know I don't know what you're doing I don't know really how you can protect yourself because I think with this virus and remember eighteen thousand people died of the flu this year eighteen thousand okay the only difference is and it's not that you necessarily die from that there's a lot of mild cases but I think the big thing is that they you can transmit it when you don't even have symptoms I think that's the biggest uh, thing. So there, there are no reported cases as of yesterday in the city, or but responding, the mayor says that you shouldn't take the risk of infection lightly, and the illness causes a fever, a cough, shortness of breath, and can range from symptoms that you don't really even think about, or severe, you know, or they can be severe. So if you have any of them, you should go to a doctor. I went to have a a test done. I had to go to the special surgery hospital. And when I walked in last week, oh, it was this week actually, the first thing they do was made me sign that I wasn't on, a, in, you know, I wasn't in Asia, that I didn't have shortness of breath and whatever, uh, because they don't want people going into the hospital. Now we have friends from LA that told us, and I have Kyle with us who's going to join the show later on, but friends that told us, oh, they bought face. When I say face masks, they bought those big. What do they call them, Ace? It's like I-95 face mask. Yeah, the big ones. The big That's ones. the key. Right. With the air yep. filtration, yeah. The well, construction ones. <laughs> the construction ones. I well, ordered them. You did? <laughs> you were able to get I them? I did, I did. I ordered two boxes. Um, so they, they are did? back order. I, I, I ordered some, yeah, Oh, boxes. please. Yeah. Okay, Daddy, we'll then. hook you up. Yeah, Thanks. we'll hook you up, Daddy. Hook me up, guys. Okay. <laughs> I got gloves, too. You do? How'd you get Well, you know, so we do closings in my office. Uh, and everyone wants to shake hands and hug and like I, I don't know above a little. So did you read about the Oregon, Dottie? Yesterday they they had a case in Oregon that they don't know what the source is from, and they closed an entire school. In Oregon. In Oregon, yeah. Well, and you know, that, you're from Long Island, so I got. Yes. I think it was two days ago, maybe two or three days. My daughter lives there. My granddaughter. So I. Somebody sends me, and it was just like a picture. I think it was from Fox News, and it said 87 people being checked in Nassau County for the virus. And I, fl- yeah. I flipped out. Well, what they failed to tell me is that these 87 people volunteered to be checked because I guess they were around somebody that might have been in China or something. It's not that they just... All of a sudden, got sick, but I, I, how many cases are they saying? There's uh... four in the U.S. so far is what they have, but it's about community spread. So that Oregon case was community spread, and they said they can't track where they got it from, and so we haven't really experienced it in the United States yet. And I don't need my mask or my gloves right now. But what I'm reading from China or elsewhere is it spreads really fast. And you mentioned that it could spread without symptoms. And yes. I thought the biggest thing was I read that it could spread if you're six feet from someone. Really? So whereas like a flu, you'd have to be like up in their face. And the six feet thing really got me nervous well, because I don't know if you've ever read the subway, but there's not even six inches. Well, you're, you're, mm. that's true. But Andrew, on top of that, you wouldn't know somebody's sick, nor would they know they're sick. Like it's not like somebody yeah. would stay away from you or you would stay away from them. Because you, okay, but I I looked up this and it says our buildings, okay, especially if you live now, if you live in the city or you live in a high rise, our buildings preparing for additional cleaning. That was what people asked. Our staff staff going to be wearing masks, the staffs of the building. 
And they said face masks aren't recommended for people who are healthy. Now, they're not talking about the face mask you're talking about, Andrew, and, <laughs> and ACE, um, because they're too loose to prevent inhalation of the virus. I'm sure they're talking about those paper ones. Um, and, Dottie, did you read this? I have to shave my beard. The CDC put a thing out that said the face mask Ace and I are getting are ineffective if you have too much stubble or facial hair. Really? So I, I'm going to the barber later. We're going to get a nice shave. Wow. It's I didn't important. know that. Yeah. You don't have these problems. But for me, it's a whole to-do. Okay. Well, uh, there's property managers from all the buildings, and, of course, we have property managers, too, say that they've been ordering masks, gloves, and routine cleaning supplies like mops. Sponges, yeah. but at this point, they haven't been given guidance from the government agencies about recommended supplies or procedures. Um, they point out the CDC points out that while it may be possible to get COVID 19 by touching a surface that has the virus on it and then touching your face, this is not thought to be the main way the virus spreads because someone's had something that they got from China, like a toy. And they said, well, what should... Yeah. So, so I, I think more of it is that they just don't know. Um, it says, what yes. happens... And somebody asked, well, what happens if someone in your building is affected? If you find out and you live in a high-rise mm. that someone's affected. So we went to Brick Underground, and Brick Underground says, current advice from the city is that anyone with flu-like symptoms who has a connection to any country affected by the virus should get to a doctor ASAP, just to know that you're okay. Um, New York City has 12,000 hospital beds and can be made available immediately for patients testing positive for the virus. So the assumption is that anyone with the virus will be isolated in the hospital. Obviously, you have to come forth and do your part. Mm. So if That's you if That's you have any of the symptoms, even if you think they're mild, because not everyone gets really sick from this. It's not that you just die or anything like that. It really... We all have to do this for each other. You need to go and just test it, check it, you know, check it out. Um, they say that there is not, they don't have exact guidance yet on the procedures if you live in a building because I think they, they're they just waiting to find out some more answers. Um, so they, they're, so I think you have to really kind of, we all have to work together it says, uh, will the Department of Health send in professional cleaners to the affected building? And I'm, they, they, don't, they said they think they're going to leave that up to us. I mean, I don't, you know, they're not sure yet. There's no real, but let's put it this way. If I were you and I was in a public place, uh, like I'm going to something that's, I think I might bring some Lysol and just clean the phones up and, you know, things Sorry, like that. I do that anyway. I walk around with Purell and I put it on my face. Like I, I have germ <laughs> issues. So now like I feel like things are like crawling on me everywhere I'm going. It, for an OCD person, this is really a challenge, I have to tell you. Yeah. So you shouldn't get panic stricken. Okay. There has to be balance. Uh, but and it's not here yet. It's not in New York yet. So it's not like we don't have it everywhere. Well, so you're right. We're not. But we have but, to be but mindful. In, but in my mind, this is just me talking, okay? And yeah. I'm not panicked because I don't think there's too much you can do other than be. I mean, maybe someone does have it and they don't even know it. I mean, I don't know. But as I said, 18,000 people died from the flu. And you don't yeah. see that in big highlights, okay? So I'm not taking this mildly. But I think I everything has either. to be in perspective. Um, 
I'm staying away from the flu too, Dottie. And I don't right at the break, I'm going to tell you how the virus could infect, impact the housing info market. And then I have a question for you, Andrew. Okay. We'll be right back. Okay. But they think that more Chinese buyers are going to come back to New York because of this. And if you recall, the Chinese buyers were a big part of New York City's market. Then they got regulated a little tight. So, everything but. Happening across the nation right now. ADP is helping Party City stores streamline recruiting. Music houses like Squeaky Clean Studios are demoing tracks while ADP helps keep business on track. And ADP helps a small Mexican restaurant keep up with compliance demands. When ADP helps businesses achieve what they're working for, that's newsworthy. HR talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. The Leadership Hour with Steve Autobotto will be on at a special time this Saturday afternoon at 2 so that we may bring you NCAA basketball. That's the Leadership Hour with Steve Autobotto this Saturday afternoon at 2 on AM 970, The Answer. Want more? AM 970, The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com Take AM 970, The Answer, anywhere you go with our mobile app. Get in on iTunes, Google Play, or listen on TuneIn, iHeart, Alexa, or Radio.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you ever had a legal question pertaining to elder law or estate law? Well, every Thursday during Kevin McCullough Radio, you hear from Mike Connors of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law answering a listener's actual question. Simply email that question to askmikeconnors at gmail.com. 
or call Mike's office at 718-238-6500. And don't forget to tune in to Ask the Lawyer with Mike Connors Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on AM 570 The Mission and Sunday mornings on AM 970 The Answer at 11. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And I, and again, just to end this whole thing, but we'll keep you posted. Uh, uh, the economy is strong. Um, as soon as they know a little bit more, um, it's a time that I, you know, I don't know how long it will last. But I'm trying to think of all the other uh, things. But they do think that uh, the, the the virus could lead us to more investment from Chinese buyers in America real estate. And um, they represent, Chinese buyers represent the largest share of foreign buyers of U.S. residential real estate. And so um, they're looking at, they're thinking that that could happen. I guess the mortgage rates will stay low. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so you guys that have these mortgage rates, you are very lucky you just don't realize it if you're just used to them. Andrew, I have a question for you. I have actually two. Okay, the first one is, and I don't understand this. It says a couple could face over $800 rent hike in a stabilized apartment. Now, it says the landlord is trying to force out rent-stabilized tenants. And I'm not going to say the name of the person, but it's in an Upper East Side apartment complex whose tenants include Mayor David Dinkins have become a lightning rod case in New York rent wars. And it says that the rent-stabilized tenants in this particular apartment face tens of thousands of dollars in retroactive rent hikes over the next nine years thanks to a provision in state law that allows landlords to pass along major capital improvements to the occupants, even if they're rent-stabilized. The city rent guidelines approved a 1.5% hike for one-year leases from October 1, 2018 through September 30, 2019, and a 2.5% increase for a two-year lease. The law grants the State Division of Homes and Communities Renewal Authority to approve landlords' requests to pass along nearly all major capital repairs. And in this case, I'm not going to give you the address, but it's on 68th Street. Um, the landlord says, he, and he did, you know, he, he put a, a new roof on, he did tiles. Uh, but the February, the, there was a ruling that says, you know, that the, reg, regu, the rent regulated people will have to pay. And this couple that are suing, Julius and Yetta Rosen, they live in a one-bedroom unit, with, and they say that they're in a state of panic because they currently pay $2,500 a month rent, and they could face a 125 to 150 monthly increase. Now, how does that Wow. Happen? 
Do you know anything about wow. them? Like, I thought that they could well, do that. So I know generally about it. I don't know about these two people with the $800 rent hike, and I don't know enough facts no, to really go there. No, it doesn't happen. But me, they can face it. Yeah. So let me tell you that in um, June, the Housing Stability and Tenant Protection Act really curtailed. You said the word major capital improvement. And historically, what would happen is that if you had a rent regulated building, you would make major improvements and pass it through the tenants. And I think that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. But in June, in June, they really handcuffed landlords and made it virtually impossible to pass it through. And I'm not sure from this case if this predates June. It sounds like the improvements predate June. And so I would think that in the future, they wouldn't face this situation. But in the past, they may. Oh. And you and I need to know the timing. Yeah, I didn't. Ha- you know, I don't have that, but you could be right. Okay, and yeah. that could be something that, because it says 2019, so maybe it was right before. We'll find that and we'll let you, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Now, also, Let's Andrew, look into it. You, yeah. um, Tell me. You, you have a case where you heard that the state agency ruled against a Long Island couple, which I find this hard to believe, but anyhow, a <laughs> Long Island couple who let their son play outside. Well, what's next? Outlawing juice boxes? And they say it's a battle between a toddler and a Long Island condo board that's trying to stop him from riding his tricycle? Well, it's not my case, just to be clear. I don't, I'm no, not no, involved no. in I, it. But, I, I, but did you yeah, hear about but it? But I, I read about it. Yeah, so I read about it, too. We were actually talking about it in my law firm. And so what's going on here is that someone sued, and they sued their condo, and they said, listen— I have a child and familial status is a protected class and familial status means you have children. And they said, you're discriminating against me in this condo because you're not letting my kid ride a tricycle. And I'm feeling discriminated against too, because I like riding a tricycle. So what I said to myself is what happened in this case? And what happened is they went to what's called a state administrative review you can go if you have a discrimination case and you could just go to a local division of human rights and they'll prosecute it for you. And so they went through this administrative review and the government said that the condo can do this. And I'm going to tell you what I read, Dottie. I didn't read the whole thing right. and I didn't flesh it all out, but I read one interesting part that jumped out at me. They weren't just applying this rule to children. It wasn't about children. It was about use of the sidewalks and the key, Dottie is the condo had it in their rules to start with in what's called a legitimate, non-discriminatory business rationale. That's the defense. Those are the key words. So the key is if they would have written their condo bylaws, children aren't welcome here, that would be discrimination. But because it was broad and it applied uniformly to everyone and not just children or just this family, that's what appears to be okay. And I was actually on the phone yesterday with a reporter. I'm going to tell you our conversation. We were talking about discrimination laws. And I said, the thing people keep forgetting is the fact that you're a woman doesn't mean you get whatever you want. The fact that you are gay doesn't mean you get whatever you want. Discrimination laws aren't affirmative action. They're protection if you have an adverse impact because you're in a protected class. So if I said, Dottie, you can't live here because you're a woman, that's discrimination. If I say, Dottie, you can't live here because you're not paying enough, 
and you happen to be a woman, that's not discrimination. And I think the biggest issue with discrimination laws today, Dottie, and for everyone, you, you, you need to listen, is you're not protected just because you're in a protected class. You're protected if you were adversely impacted. They get charged you more, gave you different rules. That's what we're talking about right, right here with the sidewalks because you're a protected class. And I think because they applied it uniformly, that's why it didn't go forward. And the headlines mislead. The mid headlines seem to say, hey, this the law, the, the state's saying you could restrict tricycles. That's not what I think the state's actually saying. They're saying if you have a law about a rule about sidewalks in the condo, you could just apply it as long as you don't treat people with children differently. Got it. Well, I also want to emphasize what it also tells you, which I stress on the show all the time, when you're buying a in a building or you're buying in a homeowners association or you're buying in a condo or a co-op, before you purchase, you need to read the rules. You so need important. to have your attorney take a look at the, the, the rules. I mean, somehow they restrict dogs. I know there was a person I know that was at the pool listening to his radio and they reported him to the co- the condo. You know, it was on Long Island, I think. And they reported we him. We have that in my co-op in Long Beach, Dottie. In my co-op in Long Beach, you can't have music, and it's a beachfront building. You can't have music on the pool deck. Really? Well, that's so... It's crazy. Crazy. But what I'm saying is you really need to have an attorney look at this stuff before you actually buy something so that you know that you can live with whatever it is. Some are not very restrictive and some are and uh i think that's so important because i think people don't realize that and And um, not only should you have your attorney review this stuff but you should ask your attorney questions we had a client recently that said to us i thought you reviewed it and we said we did and the things we read didn't bother us but it's hundreds of pages and you didn't ask us any questions about things that may bother you so if you're worried if they're going to say Hey, can we use the sidewalks? If you're worried, if they say, like, the attorney will only pick out the things that bother them. You need to speak up to your attorney and communication, Dottie. The thing you always say is key. Talk and say and be heard. Don't be ashamed. So are there any questions that you kind of think? I mean, like, see, for most people, probably, I I don't want to say this, but probably even including myself. I don't know about you, Ace. Did you read the 100 pages of that? Uh, when you moved into your apartment, did no. you? And I didn't either. <laughs> nope. So I don't want to say, oh, let me give you good advice, <laughs> but I never do it. I should have done it, but I didn't. And so far, like, I haven't had any problems that I that bothers me. So if they're not going to read the 100 pages, Andrew, are there any, like, maybe rule of thumb? They should ask questions. The rule of thumb is they should say, I expect to be able to do this. Am I allowed? That's what they should be asking. I see a pool deck. Are there any rules about the pool deck? I see a commercial space. Are there any rules about the commercial space? You have to ask the questions that matter to you because some people care and some don't. Right. And we're going to come back and just finish up with, you know, how does, how your attorney reads the co-op or condo board mi- minutes. So what you guys need to know. Because that's another thing. You need to, if you're going to be in a co-op or a condo, you need to really, if you don't go to the meetings, at least read them. Uh, we'll be right back after the break. 862 
Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just $19.95. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only $19.95. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. 2020 is the year your business is going to thrive. Or will it? Resolve to use digital marketing to your advantage with the help from the pros at Salem Surround. Whether you're just testing the waters of digital marketing or already have a plan in place that's not getting results, we give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Salem Surround provides your business with all your marketing needs under one roof. Face it, if you're not effectively using digital media, you're behind the competition and losing sales. Salem Surround will help identify any weak points in your marketing strategy and consult with you to bring solutions that will meet your needs and exceed your expectations total market penetration for increased return on investment contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers learn more at surroundnewyork.com surroundnewyork.com connecting you with new customers This is Greg Floyd, president of Teamsters Local 237. Join me for Reaching Out. We'll talk about the issues that matter the most to working families, union members, and everyone who cares about the future. On the next Reaching Out, Greg speaks with Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz about the changes she's putting in motion dealing with cash bail and other legal issues for her borough. It's Reaching Out, Saturday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Want to listen to AM 970 The Answer on the go? There's an app for that. Download our free smartphone app so you can listen to all your favorite shows, keep up with us on social media, enter contests, win prizes, and even interact with our hosts all in one place. Just search AM 970 The Answer in the iPhone App Store or the Google Play Store for the Android. Again, search AM 970 The Answer and download our smartphone app today. That way, you can take us wherever you go. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or radio.com. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. He's only the attorney to celebrities, and unlike some of his more famous peers, he likes it that way. But this weekend on Champions of Justice, Tom Girardi persuaded Jeff Kravitz to answer a few questions about what it takes to handle a high-profile case. And guess what? He'll give you a peek behind the curtain. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on real estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. 
You see, sometimes you miss. This is Dottie Harmon. I'm here at Ion Real Estate, and I'm here with Ace and Kyle and Andrew. And, you know, sometimes you miss, you know, during a commercial break what we talk about. And we were just talking about, you know, there's a lot of op- – I don't want to make it sound like, you know, a, a, a bad thing uh, brings – bad thing. We don't want anyone to die. We certainly want everyone to be healthy. But there is opportunity when everything drops. <laughs> so, you know, Always. whether it's stocks yeah. or this or that. So, you know, if you're into the, like, I, I, I'm not a, a stock person, but I you believe you can find companies now that are really good companies that earnings are going to fall short because of however long this takes, and you could probably make some good money um, if you know what you're doing. Uh, but I think I'll stick with my real estate investments. That's what I, I think. Now, we were talking before the break about with Andrew and about New York City and the, 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 that you should read, have your attorney read if you're buying into a co-op or a condo. Now, so many people ask, well, what about board meetings? Uh, what does the attorney, what does my attorney need to know? And, of course, it's different when you become an owner or a shareholder. Now, an owner is if you're in a condo, because condo, you actually own the, the building, the, the apartment you're in. But uh, co-ops are, you don't own the real estate, you're a shareholder, so it's kind of different for both. But always, you need an experienced eye, so you really need to have an attorney who knows how to read those things. and. I would bring him a couple of, you know, I would keep, I would get the minutes. People don't even read them. I would get the minutes. And here are examples of what your lawyer or you should be looking for and asking about in a co-op or a condo board meeting minutes. Who is in attendance? Are all the board members there? Is the property manager there? Are there some board members that are repeatedly absent? Now, if you go to enough meetings, you'll see who's always not there. Um, is a con- if a contractor is present, is there major work planned? Are they getting a new roof? It might not be in the minutes, but you want to inquire. If attorney's in attendance, is there some kind of litigation pending? Uh, and those are questions, Andrew, wouldn't you ask before or also before you? So I think the biggest issue is if, about house rules. So when you're talking about um, meetings, at meetings is where they pass house rules. So you start off by getting the house rules and figure out how those rules were passed. Because I have news for you. You were just asking who was there. If they don't have a quorum, meaning the right people attending the meeting, and the board passes certain rules, sometimes the rules are invalid. So you got to find out how the, the background of how these things happened. And I'm going to suggest to everyone that once you join a condo, particularly a co-op, at least go to one meeting. You want to get the lay of the land and the culture, and maybe it's not right for you, and maybe you want to burrow into your unit. But a lot of people like to complain but never actually have their voice heard. It might be a good idea to go to at least one meeting and see what the energy is right for you and see if you want to have your voice heard because I don't know about you, Dottie, but I go to these meetings, and sometimes I notice that if I kill everyone with kindness, I get what I want as opposed to just bickering and complaining and naysaying well, all the I, hard work they're doing. I would agree with you, but I also think that the same people always go. So the same people Absolutely. always go. So their agenda, whatever they want, usually will happen. And then I'll hear other Harris people complain. And I'm like, did you go to any meetings? Well, no. 
Well, if you never go to a meeting and, you know, you never have a voice, and it doesn't mean that you're always going to win, but then the same people that have a voice that always go usually end up getting what they want. So I think you you have to get involved. You have to be involved, or at least you said, Andrew, at least go once or go a couple of times a year. Okay, so now I have like a question. I, I've been to them, Dottie. And they're they're actually kind of entertaining if you go into it with that type of attitude of I'm just going to observe because there's things that you don't even know about that you're going to want to know. For example, my building was just redoing um, all the balconies, and we knew about how much money they were going to spend on it in the assessment. And wouldn't it be good for your budget to know what assessments are coming down the pike? Yes. Yes, and those are things you have to know. Now, I asked you, we, we talked about how it affected real estate, this virus. So now I want to ask Ace. Yes. Uh, how does it affect, uh, does, it, does, uh, the, does it, will it cause mortgage rates to tumble? Yeah, well, the 10-year bond hit an all-time low, Dottie, right? So when the stock market actually is volatile, then a lot of people will then thus you know, take their money out of the stock market and put it into bonds. And that's when you see an effect on interest rates. So, you know, we've seen an all-time low in regards to the 30-year f- fixed rate. But I can tell you this, you know, and, and we don't have a crystal ball and we never seem to get it right, Dottie, right? But I can say with the coronavirus, and, you know, we call this outside factors right. affecting the market, um, we will definitely see a sell-off on uh, in the marketplace and rates are going to be at an all-time low. But it's not going to be an, at an all-time low forever, so just remember when the election when it's an election year when the yeah. elections come up, you know rates may not stay as low as they are today. So they just, probably won't. So I would just monitor. You. Yeah, monitor you, your your mortgage. I wouldn't go out and buy something just because of that. But if you correct. are in, in buying or you are planning to buy, a, you know, it's it's the rent, perfect storm. It's Daddy. the perfect time. Yeah. Now I have to ask you this. Uh, this was from the chief economist at Realtor.com, and he of course said Chinese buyers are the largest foreign market in the United States, residential real estate. In fact, he says Chinese investors have been the top purchasers of American residential real estate by dollar volume for seven consecutive years. From April 2018 through March 2019, Chinese buyers flexed their purchasing power by snapping up an estimated $13.4 billion worth of residential real estate. However, that amount was down 56% from the previous year. So think about it. Yeah. $13.4 billion of real estate was last year, which is down 56% of what they spent the year before. And Chinese buyers have faced headwinds in recent years from capital controls in addition to general headwinds of rising home prices. Um now, they, he says, and, and Ace, I don't, and Andrew, I don't know, there's no, no, this is not a science, these are people's opinions, and then you have to listen to all opinions and make your own decisions. But Hale, Hale says who's a, that this epidemic is likely to hamper their ability to participate in U.S. real estate in the short run, like in the immediate future, but it may lead to more interest in the long run as buyers may seek to be more internationally diversified. I can tell you, Dottie, when the dust settles and this whole coronavirus um, starts to just, you know, just subside, um, people are actually getting ready, um, especially folks in China are getting ready to invest 
in the United States because at the end of the day, you said it best, Adi. It's a safe haven, right? So it is. with political unrest in, in and and it yeah. always has been. And you know, when I first, you know, you know, I'm from Long Island, so when I first came to run Douglas Elman, and um, we didn't do as much development on Long Island, so I didn't really know it as well. So I'd go around, I'd get a, meet all the developers, and I'd say, you know, I'm. I'm running Douglas Elliman, but if, would you show me? And, oh, they were always happy to show me things. And then most of them were foreigners. And I would say to them, well, why are you doing this here? Like, why wouldn't you do it in Russia? Or why wouldn't you be? In and they would say because, and we don't realize, as screwed up as our world seems now, and it does. I mean, I, I can't even listen to the news anymore. They would tell me. I'll never forget. One guy said to me, I think he was from Russia, if I recall. He said, because where we're from, if the wrong guy gets in, they can just say, oh, by the way, you broke this rule. Oh, and we made the law up just this minute. And now we're confiscating everything that you have. Um, you know, they can do that. So at the end of the day, it is a safe haven. And so I think we'll, we'll you know, so they say, now they also are saying that Florida was a magnet for foreign buyers, followed by California, uh, but the the largest presence of, of Asian buyers are in California and New York markets. Uh, Florida has some of it, but not as much as us. And the luxury real estate market is seeing Chinese buyer who has been dominating that sec segment, and then they stop. I think that they made it harder to get their money out. So we're going to see what happens. China is the world's second largest economy with a worldwide supply chain. Um, so what happens there affects what happens there affects business around the world, and that's kind of what we've been realizing for the last ten or fifteen years that we really are a global economy. You know, it's not just about the, you know we're really all kind of dependent on each other. So we'll keep you posted, and as I said, if you have any symptoms, which I don't think. Uh, we don't see anybody sick in New York or Long Island. Those people, I think, got tested because they were around somebody, but they were all okay. Make sure that you do. Um, I have a question. Somebody asked Ace, we sometimes think of veteran loans as being for less expensive houses. And I know in the city mm -hmm. they don't even think to ask about a VA loan because there's a ma there was a max yeah. on it. What was the max? It's 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 right around six twenty five. So in other words, if you were a veteran, if you were in any war, you could go no money down and get a VA loan. Correct. But the price was only up to six twenty five. Exactly. So if you wanted to buy something more expensive, you couldn't use it. Now it says the new a new law is changing how veterans and service members pay for home. It says today, borrower using VA loans can borrow any amount of money as long as they qualify with no down payment. Previously, zero down payment loans were capped at what you said. Correct. So is that so? Yeah. I, so for those of you who were veterans in any war, you know, or were in the military, you could buy a property at any price now, putting no money down, if you were a veteran, as long as you qualify. Make making you know as long you as you have to qualify. Gonna, yeah, you have to qualify. So. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think they should take care of our veterans that went to the fourth for us. So, um, I when did that just happen? It's um, it was recent last year, last year, Daddy. So, 
You know, they've been talking for a while. Oh, okay. So that's there uh, and happening. Okay. There was a study, and I want to see how you feel about this, guys. And they assess long-term financial impact of living in your parents' basement. <laughs> okay? Forget that psychological <laughs> impact. <laughs> okay. Now, you know that there are many that live in their parents' basement. And I know when I was young, we flew out of that home. Okay? We were like, no <laughs> yeah. one wanted to live in their parents' basement. And even if they had no money, they tried to get some cheap apartment. It was, like, not cool to be living with your parents. Uh, but <laughs> today is different. And the number of young adults, uh, 25 to 34, living with their parents has increased 12% in 2000 to 22% uh, to 2017. And I think it's 24% now. Wow. Student debts, a high cost of rent, tight credit, all these things have a thing. But according to this study, the life choice is less, is that those who opted to stay with parents did not, in other words, their idea was to save money up, right? Your idea, you live with yeah. the parents, they don't charge you anything much, and then you can save money for a house. And, uh, but what they found that those who buy homes earlier in life and that had to, you know, that didn't live with their parents really end up buying more houses than the ones that got because you get like too comfortable not paying it, and then you really, and they don't end up saving the money; they just use it for something else. Do you think that that's which is so correct? important? Everyone says they're going to save the money, Dottie, but I'm with you. I don't think that everyone actually saves the money. They talk about it, and then the next thing you know, I had a friend that lived in his parents' basements, and he's driving around a Mercedes. And I said to him, "Why wouldn't you get a cheaper car and get an apartment?" Right, but but what happens is. And it's a good idea if you're really going to be able to save money and put that money yeah, aside definitely. for whether it's a whether it's a Mercedes, whether it's a house, whether it's a, a great apartment stock. or stock, if you're going to really do that. But what happens is you usually, and I'm not saying there's not any exceptions, usually the people get cheap rent and then they have extra pocket money and they don't save anything. Drinking. <laughs> well, <laughs> drinking. Having a good time. That's what and they there's do. something to say it, about yeah, that. A good time. Okay, and there's something to say about that. I mean, listen, before you have any responsibilities, that's the when you have no responsibilities, it's the best time to have a good time. But so I'm not even saying that you shouldn't do that sometimes. But I just think that you know what? I am hopeful to be able to help impact financial literacy into schools. Because so many kids that's so important. grow up. With, you know, they learn every subject and they learn all the math and sciences, but they really just don't learn simple financial literacy, which, and a lot of parents, you know, some teach, some don't. I think that that's so important um, that people learn at a young age on how to manage money, how, how money builds money for you, and how if you just spend it, you'll never have any. Um, I'd like to really be part of that whole movement that we're trying to do. We're going to be back. I have, I think, Esther Mueller, who has our real estate school and a, is a friend and a broker for her life. One of the best I know. We have some more Dottie questions, and then we're going to talk about, is real estate a better investment than stocks? Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A.